The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! We're back. It's uh, it's that time of the week again when we talk about comics and drink beer and give you our reviews or or lack of reviews or thoughts on the stuff that's happening in pop culture. And uh, yeah, this is what we do every week. And today we're bringing you Sandman, Netflix's new adaptation of a comic book property. It is uh, 10 episodes long, and uh, I watched all of them. And uh, I think uh, my boys here watched a few or one at least. So we'll give you that, uh, a little bit of a review on that. And you get to see if I uh, like or dislike changes from the source material we also are reviewing a dc comic book superman space age which is a funky little uh out of continuity retelling of the justice league origins so that's gonna be stay tuned for that that's gonna be fun and uh, in the meantime let me introduce you to our little cast of characters here uh we got jay the silent assassin you should be coming up right now there we go hey what's up J yeah J R I P J's TV. We got a. If you go to fantasticforum.live, you can click on the little button and buy a T-shirt with that little F you see in the corner. That way, Jay can buy his TV. And then uh, we also have Oz there, with his <laughs> little Aerith, uh statue in the back. That what you what happened to? What ha- oh crap! My camera is way crooked. I'm just seeing this. <laughs> what? It's it it's like it, it's yeah. Um, I'll fix that. Later. I don't look too bad because it's not an angle anyway. But I know, but it's it, but it's like I, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I I I get the same way. It almost feels like you're a villain in Batman sixty six. <laughs> it's like you're plotting to take over Gotham, and it's like. Mm. But yeah, uh, yeah. These are the dudes that we'll be talking to. Larry's not here because you know. Okay, you know why. Okay. Fuck you, Larry. Larry's not here. Uh, but in the he's meantime, actually at the airport. Yeah, yeah. He's he's listening. He'll probably be in chat. Um, and he's watching Sandman, I think, on the plane. Oh, Oz died. But yeah. Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> so yeah, Larry is at the airport. He'll probably chime in here. And uh, I did tape his uh impressions and rating of what he saw a sandman so uh you'll, you'll be seeing larry it wasn't too scary for him well i guess we'll find out but he only watched one episode still <laughs> oh at the time of the recording i guess uh as usual um you know you can hit us up in chat or uh if you go to fence ah, you know what the lady will tell you Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at Fantastic Forum. Live. Join the party. You know you want to. But yeah. So that, yeah, and that's it. Like you can uh, hit us up at YouTube chat or uh, Twitch chat. Um, 
And uh, yeah, if you go into our Discord, I, I mean, I didn't put, I didn't update that link on fantasticforum.live, so I apologize for that. But yeah, you, you know, check in periodically; you'll you'll get the link there. Um, Jay, man, right before we came on there, man, you, you gave me a little update on uh, that little book we reviewed a few weeks back, the closet, man. You actually finished it now, huh? You finished? Yeah. It? How many um, issues was it? Three. Three. Okay. And for those that don't remember, it's about. A kid, there's a monster in his closet, and his dad is a douchebag. And uh yeah, I think that was all that was in the first issue. I I always remember the little like look the monster gave him like that <laughs> when he looked me over the shoulder. I was actually cleaning my my uh camera roll on my tablet from the screenshots I do for the show and I came up along that little picture where the monster just looking at him like that, and like, oh. <laughs> like I, I love that picture. Right. Well, it's it's pretty lame. Yeah. Like it, it, was, it didn't get as deep as I was hoping it would, and it definitely would have been better as a one shot. I called three in a single issue. Yeah. I think that would have made it better. And that's James Tinian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I mean, so, he's, it's not that he's hit or miss, but it's not that he's like a hundred percent. Like he does have his misses, and this is, I think, one of them. Or I don't know, it might resonate with someone, just not really with me. Yeah, I know I've seen movies and/or a movie that could do that does it what he's doing way better. And I, I can't say the movie because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that is reading it. But there's definitely a movie that does it better. Maybe I'll bring it up in a month or so and give people time to read it for themselves. Do you remember your rating of issue one by by chance? I think it was like three or four. But Mm -hmm. I remember I was disappointed with the length or with the fact that it wasn't one and that nothing... Major kind of happens in that first issue. Okay, now that you now that you've read the whole series, how's that that rating stand? Let's say you gave it a let's say you gave it a four. Now, what 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 would you give the series as a whole? I would give it a three. Okay, maybe a little less. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the more I sit with it, like, the more it is I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But that initial uh hit is very underwhelming. Okay, oh, all right. I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, man, maybe I should uh check that book out. And I know you, you said I, I might vibe with it, right. Yeah. yeah, like I know the the thing I'm, that does it better, I know you are a big fan of. Okay. And so, like, this might be close enough for you to, like, kind of vibe with it. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, me, it's just, it just kind of underwhelming. Hmm. <laughs> I can. I think I might be able to see that because I mean the tone of the series, the first issue at least was 
it was still very like slow burning. Yeah. But, but you can't, you know, <laughs> you had to ramp it up if it's only three issues, right? Right. right. And I mean, I see what they're trying to do. And again, I, I think it would have been much more effective as a one and done kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like breaking it up in the three parts over three months did not do the story any favors. Okay. All right, I got to check that out. All right. Oz, man, what, what, uh, you been reading anything lately? Been keeping up with the the Ezra Miller news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how his movie's not. Well, I, I was gonna say I don't know how his movie's not canceled, but I guess it's being changed. Is it? Yeah, they're they're redoing the ending. I think they because it there's something about Michael Keaton was gonna be the official Batman for the DCEU, and now it's back to back to a uh, Batfleck. That's why he's in Aquaman yeah. too. And so I, I guess they're reshooting something, or I look. I I just hope they reshoot that he's not the Flash at the end of that movie. Look at this point, just reshoot the whole thing, right? I, well, <laughs> I understand why they can't, because he he plays himself twice. Like there's yeah. two of them at one point. Huh. So yeah, that's that's so gonna be too much. I posted a meme earlier, and it was Michael Keaton in the scene of the Batcave where. He's looking at all the screens with the Joker on it, but it's Ezra Miller. <laughs> what? In that movie, he's going to see two Ezra Millers. Yeah. But it's the mugshot from the... <laughs> that he's looking at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that guy's... I don't know what the hell is wrong with that dude. Like, it's got to be a psychotic break in drugs, right? Something like that. Yeah, but it's been going on for a while now. Yeah. Hey, Getting in the in the bar fight in Hawaii and and like I, all of that I could see as kind of one incident where it's just it just kept going like he went on yeah. a bender, but now it's just like it's it's a lot. Yeah. I, I I think now he's just crazy. Maybe in about fifteen years he could play Iron Man. <laughs> we'll see. Also, um, I guess we're not talking about it. Watch the prey. Oh yeah, I, I did you watch got... it in Comanche? Not yet. The wife actually wants to see it in Comanche. She didn't want to see it in English, and then found out that there's a Comanche version. She's like, "Oh, I want to see that." Yeah, people say it's a real experience, like watching uh, having it in Comanche. Yeah, because I mean, she's just yelling at him, right? Like. Yeah, there's a little talking, but not yeah, a lot. How does she say, uh, you're one ugly motherfucker in Comanche? I, I didn't see it in Comanche, uh, but nobody says that. They, I know they do but... say if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like when the, when the person says it, I'm like, this person wanted to do the accent. I could tell, yeah, <laughs> I could see it in their face. This person wanted to do it, and somebody told them no. <laughs> All right. So we have Tiger Clan chat. Yeah, what's he talking about? 
Uh, Tiger Claw says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? Did you guys see Bullet Train? Hopefully Jay did. It's really good, better than expected. Um, Bullet Train was fucking phenomenal. Like, goddamn, that movie was really good. Um, man, it was just so much fun. And I love the characters and the acting and the story. Like, oh, just all of it. Just amazing. Man, uh, yeah. Did you get a chance to see it, Oz? Nah, it's something that I didn't want to pay to see. Like, it, mm. it, it does look interesting. I'm glad to hear from you that it, it's good. That means it was probably both funny and action-packed, which is the way it was advertised. Mm-hmm. So I, I plan to see it. I just didn't want to go to theaters for it. Oh, okay. You know, I, the guy, I don't know his name because that's more of a Lawrence thing, but the guy from Eternals is in it, and oh. he is amazing. Like, uh, he just he, he pulls off the accent. I don't know his original nationality, but he's really good at the accent and his character is like really funny. He's got this thing where he's like obsessed with Tomic's the tank engine. <laughs> and he's like how it's a metaphor for life. And he's going around the train like, no, nah, something's wrong. There's a diesel here. I gotta find him. <laughs> oh man, it's it's so good. I definitely, when I saw the trailer, I was like, I really want to see it, but I haven't got it, got to it. Tiger Claw says Bullet Train is actually based on a novel called Maria Beetle. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Ryan Reynolds is in it? Yeah, he has a cameo. Um, There's a lot. Pretty awesome cameo, honestly. There's a lot in people on here. I don't know who the hell you're talking about from the Eternals, though. I don't... It's the black dude. The, the kind of... Yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay. It's hard to remember anybody from the Eternals, but... Like, I wouldn't remember any of their names. I'd remember their face, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I didn't recognize him from Eternals. I'm not great with faces in the first place, but with the haircut and the accent, I just like completely missed him. I'm but yeah, he, he's really good in this. You said who from the boys? The, the girl. Starlight? No, no, no. The Asian one. Kamiko. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. From a, one one of my clients said that Wait, I didn't I didn't realize she was Katana in Suicide Squad. Ooh, mm. I did not realize that. So I was looking at, at her credits and like Suicide Squad. I had to click. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, shoot. Yeah. What's the tagline in chat going at against us? Bullet Train is basically when you combine Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and Guy Ritchie and anime. Yeah, that's exactly what the press release said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, I, it's, I, it's pretty much, yeah, that's a good descriptor. 
I mean, you got the insane action, like Quentin Tarantino style, the Guy Ritchie storytelling and characters, Robert Rodriguez. I forget what he does. He does special effects. And you then, like Tarantino? Yeah. No, Tarantino like was the N-word thrown around a lot? No, actually not once in this movie. Oh well, I don't I don't you see sound that. disappointed, Jay. No, I'm not disappointed. Like, <laughs> like it's it's really unnecessary for this movie. Like, right. Especially with the character who being who he is. Like that would be weird. What do you guys want to talk about first? You guys want to do Superman well, before we get to the reviews, because uh, and the audience doesn't really know this, this is something we, we talked about beforehand. We were gonna do a review of the it, it's got a weird name, the cradle of filth. Uh, uh-huh. like it's what is it like in insidious or inside something the mobile something. see it's that complicated yeah we're gonna do it it's gonna be like a little mini um heavy metal minute but we couldn't get a, a copy of it like none of us either but you know it's 17 I, I don't just mean like hey we're trying to get a, a copy to review like actually trying to buy it right you actually yeah you know, we, we were going to spend money on this book yeah. to, to review it. And uh, we didn't get a chance to. So uh, a little mini heavy metal minute. Um, I got this. Sun and Steel. It's, uh, it's a beer Iron by, Iron, by Iron Maiden. Yeah. I don't know if you had this before. I, I, I haven't. I literally just saw it today. I was at the store restocking <laughs> for the show. I'm like, what the heck is this? And yeah, I saw it was by Iron Maiden. So... I've never tried this. Have you tried this at all? I have not. It's it's new. It's, it's pretty a, new. It's a sake lager. Yeah. Uh, it's a double fermented pilsner with a crisp, refreshing taste and sake light notes. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's their sixth beer. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, they've I, done I, it for different albums, and their newest album is Senjutsu, and it has a samurai Eddie on the cover. And uh, this is a beer to accompany that album. Okay, yeah, and I've been I've been like dying to try this because I haven't had anything to drink. Well, I've had water, but that it doesn't count. Uh so yeah, this is uh, this is my review. <laughs> you got what, like an upside down bat cup? <laughs> or what, what is that? No, that's a that's a bore. This is a Harry Potter. Oh, okay. That the Harry Potter land, whatever. Harry Potter's kind of metal. You know, all the magic and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's definitely a Pilsner. <laughs> I'm good. not disappointed, but yeah. honestly, it's it's like a Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs> I have some over there. I, could just I have some too. <laughs> if, I, if I put them next to each other, I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you which one's which. Yeah, and you know it's weird because um, when it comes to heavy metal beers, like you would think, like, oh my god, yeah, heavy metal beer. But you know these guys sell the beers at the shows, and they don't want their audience entirely shit faced. 
<laughs> you had a bunch of dudes listening to, you know, songs about killing in the fields of battle, <laughs> you know, while you're drinking a, a, a hard beer, you're going to have a problem, you know? That, um, no, that That's a good point. I just um, noticed it's 4.8%. Yeah, I think yeah, that, like Bud Light is like five point one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm doing the Coors Light today because I'm hosting, and I believe that's like five something somewhere. Where's it say? Yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be uh, that it's supposedly brewed in the British way. Yeah, nah. I got I got the British stuff like this. This tastes British. Yeah, and it's like not know, it's still like what six five point six. That no, the Newcastle is actually four point seven. So I don't know. Maybe the lower alcohol by volume is a the. I've had a Megadeth one, and it, the Megadeth one was nine percent. <laughs> See, and now it, that's yeah, that's a beer. And it comes, it's Belgian style, so it actually comes with a cork, like kind of like a champagne bottle you have to pop. Yeah. And uh, it, it's made by, I forget the name of that brewery, but yeah, it's about 9%, and it's called uh, a Toulamon, which is uh, based on the song a Toulamon, which is basically a, a, a sung out suicide note. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can only have like one or two of those a Toulamon beers. Well, if anybody's interested, it, it does taste like a like a Coors Light, yeah, with a with a bit of copper in it. Look, even the color looks like a Coors Light, um, but you can only get it in four packs. Yeah, yeah. I I literally just opened the first one, and I'm already. And they're what a, a pint, sixteen ounces each. Yeah, they're sixteen ounce. One pint, point nine fluid ounces. Yeah, yeah. They're really <laughs> loading you up there. Yeah. And what's it run you like what, 16 bucks for the four? I honestly don't remember, but I bought that and then the six pack, which this usually runs like 10 bucks. And I paid like 20 something, so it'll be like for four beers, even though they are pints, I guess. Yeah, uh, like I'm gonna say 10, 12. I, I probably should have gotten the receipt, but you know, I just throw the money at them and walk away. But you're reviewing it on the show, so it would be tax deductible. Damn it. <laughs> See, man. I told you. Told you, man. We gotta get on that business. Get on that business. Um all right. Well, what do you guys want to talk about next? You guys want to do the Sandman or Superman Space Age? Let's do Sandman. Sandman, all right. Joe, why don't you hit me with that TV thing? I will do that. Please. So, uh, no, more about gel code. When the fourth round, don't you call it? Does it look good already? Jumbo Scampi for limited. Sandman. Sandman. What can I say about Sandman that I haven't said about? the first woman I ever took to bed. It's my favorite comic book. It, it's one of the, I got it early. I read it young and I still haven't finished it. I'm about three pages away from the end. Cause it's one of those experiences I never want to end. And, uh, 
Yeah, Netflix released the show. The show has been in the works, I want to say, like 30 years. They've been trying to get it done. At one point, the dude that brought out the uh, the boys was attached to it. And, uh, you know, jo uh, was it Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, was at one point attached to play Morpheus. And uh, it's been in and out of people's hands trying to come out as a movie, as a series of movies, as a show. And uh, Netflix finally was able to do it with David Goyer, some dude, I don't know his name right now off the top of my head, and Neil Gaiman. And uh, the show basically kind of boils down the first two arcs into uh, one season. And it starts off pretty much just like the comic. Like, Morpheus is trapped. Somebody is trying to summon death. He, uh, they accidentally summon Morpheus, and then they imprison him. Uh, and then there are some changes, and we'll we'll get to how the changes are later as part of the review because it's like I could do a whole video or a whole segment just on the changes, and it's basically just say wonder why they chose to go that way. It's they're just odd, but. Now, can I bring up something that you uh, posted into our uh -huh. uh, Discord? Yeah. Because it, it struck a, a nerve with me. Not uh -huh. a nerve, but it kind of felt anti-you. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's basically Neil Gaiman... Uh -huh. Saying nobody gets to gatekeep Sandman. Not as a comic, not in the audible adaptation, and definitely not on the TV. There's no entrance exam, nor should there be. Everyone is welcome. Now, how like how does this make you feel reading slash posting this? Okay. Knowing so how much you like you love the source material mm -hmm. and how much you love gatekeeping. Well, gatekeeping, uh, that's something that I, I think would have to be a little bit explained to me because apparently I've been accused of gatekeeping. And uh, from what I, I don't think I've been gatekeeping, I'm like, oh, you could come here, but that's the wrong gate. Read the comics. <laughs> Read the comics. <laughs> this, this gate, it has barbed wire. Like, you're gonna, your clothes is going to get ripped. Then go through that gate, you know, take that door. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, I'm not trying to get people to not watch or or don't deserve to be fans of this. You know that at least that's what I uh, uh, think gatekeeping is. I don't want people to be fans of this. I, I just they're they might be doing it a little wrong. It's like the Sunnis and the Shiites, you know. <laughs> like, but but ultimately, it's like Neil Gaiman saying that. It's like I posted that mainly because of course he wants that. He's getting money. You know, money from every avenue, you know, and I don't even see like with with, with uh, look, we're jumping into that topic real quick. Uh, with Sandman, it's a little weird because the whole concept of Sandman, especially if you read fucking comics, is that the world reality, the universe is just comprised of different dreams and stories manifesting into reality because different people believe 
and dream different things at once. And it feeds into that energy <laughs> to manifest things, you know, and that go that actually fits with like Sandman being a little different and, it, it, you know, or, or even other movies being real different and people taking that as like, okay, that's the origin story for that character. If enough people just put, buy into that, then that's what it's going to be. No, regardless of what I like, I, you know, I'm not happy about it in certain cases, but in Sandman, I'm not happy about the changes, you know? <laughs> and as far as, like, the gatekeeping, I'm like, <laughs> I remember, what was it, yesterday? Like, I watched one episode that really changed a lot. And not for, it wasn't even an enjoyable experience watching that episode. I think it was, like, episode six or seven. And Liz looked at me, like, when the credits roll and she's going home, and she's like, you look mad. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's like ah, that, that episode was shitty. Like, it was a good episode if you like the show. But it's like, dude, like, they really fucked up that whole, like, it, it's, it's a change they made specifically just to condense everything to a 10 episode thing. It wasn't even to contemporize a story because I know that's one of the, the reasons Neil Gaiman said that there's a lot of changes. It was literally just to cram story in <laughs> to so, so that it wouldn't be disjointed because in the comics they're a little disjointed they by issue 75 or whatever <laughs> like it, it, you're like oh that's why that was like that <laughs> you have to be in for the 75 issue run you know and i don't i don't think tv can afford to have people do that you know or don't have the balls to try it out yeah Especially yeah. live action. I know in some anime stuff, shit like that happens. And, you know, two seasons later, it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> enough good shit that you stick with it, you know? Right. I think there's too much greed in, in, in TV to let that happen. Um, but yeah, it's, I like, I haven't met anybody that just like figured out what Sandman was by watching the show yet. So uh, as far as the gate gatekeeping stuff goes, I don't know. I don't know yet. I might be a gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the show has three amazing gatekeepers that are awesome in the comic. They do not say not one word in the TV show. You know, it's a big dragon, a Pegasus, and like a griffin. And they guard the castle doors. And they're just there. Like, you can't even see if they, they don't even really, like, move. Like, if you pay attention, they're moving. Oh, oh, they're alive. They're creatures of the dreaming. But they just look like stone gargoyles over the gate. And, mm. like, there's whole, like, uh, I, man, uh, again, I'm jumping into this whole segment of the review. But in the comic, there's whole sections where those three gatekeepers and protectors of the castle have a whole conversation amongst themselves about what's been going on since Morpheus was gone, you know? And here, they're just there like statues, yeah? Okay. I may be a gatekeeper, Jay. There's a... <clears throat> this whole gatekeeping... And maybe I don't understand the gatekeeping thing either. Like, I, I agree more with what Mo was saying. Like, well, you're just going in the wrong... Kate, like I have no problem with fans enjoying a comic book property, but I'm gonna let them know, dude. If you really, if you thought that was good, check this out. 
because I feel like like I, I don't have a problem with the fans. I have a problem with the with the people who, who make the changes. And maybe that's gate, gatekeeping, but I see it more like the like the meme where they show you hey, this is what it looked like online. This is what I got. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting this this thing that you bought from Wish or whatever. I'm telling you, look, go over here. Just just check this out and you'll get all of that and it's better. And I I don't know if that's gatekeeping. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't I've never really understand. I I've always thought gatekeeping was like like people so like that people that were actively angry at fans of a new of something that came out because you know they're like well you, you don't you don't know blah 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 you're you're dumb you, yeah. you're not really a fan because you haven't read it I, I, you're, you're a fan I'm just I've actually been guilty fan. of that myself so yeah maybe yeah that's why Jay brought it up <laughs> right yeah. and and look a lot of the stuff that we say on the air like I mean, come on like we started off with like I'm I'm too deep. And I was, I was start, my, my hand was starting to shake, waiting for you guys to to get to the point where I could open right. this damn thing. To to a certain degree, it's kind of like you know these. In my case, at least, it's for I love fucking comics. You know, we've been doing this show for about what fifteen years because we we love fucking comics, and then now we're seeing everything come down, come out in a different medium, and it's like uh, uh sometimes it's a dumbed down version of it. And it's like seeing people enjoy the dumbed down change more is kind of frustrating. Cause and then you like you explain to them what it was, and they're like, oh, you know, like the little kid that <laughs> hated Bumblebee's original look. Like, you know, like, oh, I don't like that at all. Like <laughs> I just cut his hair the other day. He's like 15 now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but it's like it's it's a trip, like. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's what it is. Like, you don't get to what you like without having, you know, to put it in terms that, uh, you know, I'm not going to kill people over comics, but some people have killed over this. You can't get to the New Testament without the Old Testament. You know what I mean? And sometimes you can't ignore one and do the other. Like, you kind of have to learn them both, you know? And with comics, it kind of I, I feel it should a little be a little bit like that. Like maybe not as harsh, but uh, you know, the show's good. Go buy some comics. Yeah. Go to Artist Alley. Yeah. Get some art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is a yeah, it, it's you know with Sandman it's particularly because it's it's such you know, it, it's been a big part of my life in a sense, you know. Um that seeing seeing the show come actually come to fruition and see it in motion and seeing the things that they actually do uh manage to keep and and keep like the it was actually very very like touching <laughs> you know i got a little teared up in some of these some of these moments just watching it and in, in, you know as a little dude when i read fucking Sandman, as a little dude, it's like you always imagine it in motion when you read it, you know. And it's like, wow, what if they made a movie of this, you know? And I never thought I'd live to see the day, you know. And here we are. I, I sat on my couch angry at episode six of Sandman. 
Tiger Claw. Uh, uh, Tiger Claw says, I deal with a lot of this gatekeeping stuff with the TMNT fans all the time. Uh, some don't like the changes made in the comics. Some hate the writing on it too, which baffles me. Yeah, TMNT fans, some of them can be intense. That's weird because Tiger Claw is like a huge team, like from down to the originals, I'm guessing, right? Like, I don't think I've met somebody as dedicated to TMNT as Tiger Claw. Yeah, he is pretty dedicated. But some fans, like, I think Tiger Claw is. Basically, he's more accepting of material, and some of the harder core fans are like, well, you shouldn't like this, only this, and you shouldn't like that. And he's like, dude, I just love Ninja Turtles. Like, I, I want it all. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want it all. I love it all. And so, like, he has to deal with these intense guys that are taking it a bit. Yeah, they're just not doing their fandom any favors yeah and ultimately like you know um the, with the gate going back to the gatekeeping thing and, and hopefully moving a little forward from it is uh, a superman space age had a line in it where uh it says you know people uh don't have a lot of hope and they decide to create these beliefs to kind of give them some sort of hope to keep going, you know? And I think that's part of what happens with the gatekeeping. Like they attach themselves, or I attach myself to something to just make me feel a little more special, <laughs> you know? I say they, but it's, you know, you point one finger, but it's three pointing back, you know what I mean? So at least, you know, in the, the cases where I've been more extreme about shit like that, I, I can now see that it might be something like that too, you know? Um. So you know, you, you've watched the entire series, right? Yeah. Okay, because um, I, I watched the first episode, and this okay. is a show that actually I kind of didn't want to watch because of the Constantine issue, where yeah. they said Joanna Constantine mm -hmm. was a, a, a ancestor of right. the Constantine we know and love. Yeah, but. From what I've been told, I haven't gotten to this. Like I said, I've only seen the first episode. They get to there's a modern Joanna Constantine with like mm -hmm. the exact same background down to the the yeah, thing, everything, Astra, like everything. So it's 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 Constantine, but it's the female yeah. version. And I understand, like, I get it. it they, they couldn't use John Constantine because HBO has it or Warner mm -hmm. has it or however. That the license it was a licensing issue they couldn't do it so that right. the, so they they used this other character that they didn't have and kind of did all that I, I get it I, I understand yeah. how how did you feel about how this different Constantine was presented like can you picture like I is the attitude there the you know nah is is nah. She's not like a giant uh, a hole that nah. Like, like, like she here's the thing, you could gender swap it. I'm I'm down with that. That trench coat should be puke ridden, <laughs> you know, from drinking all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is she at least smoking like no, no. She's 
and that's the thing. Like the she's wearing like a Burberry coat, like it's like a five hundred dollar coat, like wool coat, you know. So it's definitely like a lot of these changes. I da- I blame David Goyer because that's who you blame that you know whenever something is good enough as an adaptation but has some weird changes. David Goyer wrote it or he produced it, you know, and that's um and that's the thing like so the character herself like that the way that they used constantine they can't, they don't can't even call constantine uh yeah, constantine that's how it was pronounced originally that's not that's not how he that's not how, look that's how joanna lady joanna constantine in 1489 pronounced it but not how john constantine pronounces it in 1988 but Joanna Constantine uh, is definitely not the uh, a just gender swap version of it. It's a cleaned up version of Constantine. Oh, you see, know? I, I, the gender swapping bugs me to mm-hmm. begin with. But if you still have the essence of the character, I can kind of roll it's with so it. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. Like, well, for yeah, if if it, <laughs> nah, like, if you don't even have the cigarettes, like at least in in Legends of Tomorrow, because you can't have smoking because technically it's a kids show. Yeah, like at least he would like try. He would like about to be light up, and somebody would like grab it or something. Like yeah. he would try. Like you'd see it. It was still there. But, and yeah. even that change itself is not the worst change in it. Um, because it kind of follows the comic a little bit. They give you a new origin, or well, they give you an origin for Constantine because they have to let you know that it's a gender swap version <laughs> of John Con- So you actually see the origin story for him, and it's a pl- a nightmare that play. Well, for her, so- rather sorry, <laughs> that that uh, it- it's the nightmare that plagues her, and then that's how Sandman finds her and, and you know helps her deal with the nightmare of Astra. And gets a sand back, um, but yeah, it's you know it's, it's definitely like I'm over here talking about more negative shit for the show where I I really like the show a lot. <laughs> I want to get into the good shit. Uh, Jay, man, you didn't get to watch the first issue because the review copy was a little tainted, but you watched the second one, man. Yeah, how did you, you feel about that second one? I really liked it. Like, I liked the tone and the pacing and the visual effects were really good. Um, Surprisingly so. What happened in the second episode? I know what happened, but let, let the audience know what happened. So, uh, what's Morbius? He's free. Uh, he's whining about how his uh, siblings didn't help him. Mm-hmm. And his butler, uh, her name's not Canary, but she reminds me of Canary. Oh, uh, yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Uh, um, what's her name? Lucian. Lucian. I think uh, he's technically a he. He's just played by a female. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Lucian is like trying to get him to call for help. And he's like, no, I'm going to go to the fates and uh, going to kill this gargoyle. And I 
rebirth them. Um, he's basically trying to find his tools. So he goes to the fates and he asks some questions about where his sand and his ruby and his helm are. And he gets his answers and he's preparing to go and get them. Um, also, we have the, some guy, demon thing, who's trying to team up with Constantine in order to fight Mobius, but she doesn't want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, the dude with the glasses? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All his name is uh, the Corinthian. Corinthian, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that was a solid episode. It felt like the comic, except for the Corinthian stuff, the gargoyle stuff. <laughs> Kane and Abel were a little funky, but they were still good. Um, and I, I mean, it. it it's really just one of those things like a lot of the uh the reviews on the websites were that it was boring <laughs> like it's the most boring? boring fantasy they've ever seen really yeah. i yeah. i love that slow pace like yeah to me it was slow but it was still interesting mm-hmm. um like maybe if i watched the first episode first that one the second episode would be boring, but I don't know. Just going into it, I thought it was interesting. Like he's getting ready for a quest, and that's the thing with the with Sandman. It's like Sandman is a it it goes at a weird pace. <laughs> the books, the comics do that, and it, it's I love it for it, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's one of those things. Like when I read that, I read that before I actually got to watch the show, and I was like. That that to me that sounds like they're getting the tone right. Oz, how many episodes did you get to watch? Just the first one. Just the first one. Okay. Yeah, I look. It uh it, it goes a little slow, but it like you get a hundred years worth of stuff in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I no, it it it's a one hour episode. It, it felt like it went a little bit longer, but it's not like I was ever bored through it. It, it was interesting. It like the the dude hardly says anything. Uh, dream, yeah, dream, dream, dream. Yeah, he hardly says anything. Like through, he's just sitting there naked through yeah. the episode, and like just what's going on with the people around him is compelling. Like the 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 son, like his. The first episode is the story of the son of the guy that traps Dream. You said he's naked. Like, do you see anything? No. No, it come close, but not not really. Mm. But, but that's also like the comic. Like those shots of him naked are direct, like panel to screen from the comic, and so they use like steam or uh, a, a you know an obstruction. Yeah, there was, there's a couple of shots where there was a, a shadow that could have been CGI'd in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cover some stuff. But in the comic, that's how it looks. Like, even that scene, Oz, when, when he finally breaks free and he just gets sucked into that, like, wormhole that takes him back to the dreaming. Like, that scene, you look at that panel in the comic and that scene on the screen, and it's 
exact like even the way the hair is yeah and that's where the show kind of pissed me off where like the changes that they make the stuff they choose to be like the show the comic is so like just detail shit you know but they change they change the whole story like there's one um scene in the diner where in the comic he's actually fighting uh dr destiny the justice league villain and he just broke out of Arkham after the Justice League threw him in there for using a Dreamstone to make the world mad. And he, he breaks out of Arkham in Sandman. He breaks out Arkham, gets his, 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 uh, the, the Dreamstone, which is Sandman's ruby, and he uses it on a small group of people for 24 hours to try to like, get what he's doing again. And in that episode, they totally changed that. They changed that character completely. They changed um, the what happens in the diner completely. They give you a whole different story. They literally just made remade that movie identity <laughs> in a diner for that episode. But the newscast that you're hearing on the TV is exactly like word for word the newscast that's like you see in the little word bubbles in the comic. Like even at, at the time, like when they're doing certain things, it's like, okay, this is when the TV, when the radio says this, you know, and uh, it's just the, the, those decisions are just, they dumbfound me, man. They made me into a gatekeeper. Well, I mean, they probably don't have a license for that guy, right? If it's they use his real name. So Dr. Destiny's real name is John D, right? And that's mm-hmm. the character they use. They use John D. Yeah. So and yeah, licensing they can't. I don't think they can use Arkham. Um, the Martian Manhunter comes in to kind of help out with Sandman, like, and he doesn't come out in that episode. So, I, but and that's the thing. It's like when when that's what I like when I posted that uh, quote from Neil Gaiman, Jay. When I read that quote, when I saw it on Twitter. The first thing that went to my mind is like, hey, I want to see the Martian Manhunter in <laughs> Sandman Netflix. Like, if that makes me a gatekeeper, fucking, <laughs> you know, like, I want to see what I, like, that was the, there's a, there's an issue of Sandman that I guess is like an epilogue or it kind of explains how the dreaming deals with crisis on infinite earth like the one i think it's crisis on infinite earth the one before zero hour oz um and it's like it's a universe it's like different people that were left over from that uh that collision of universes <laughs> and they're at a bar and it's like yeah the universe is collapsing on itself and now there's only one and we're stuck here you know and it's like a Sandman tie into to Crisis on Infinite Earth, you know what I mean? And so it's shit like that 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 I love in the comic. Like it connects to the main continuity of, of of DC Comics at the time, you know. And it's like if they could do that with the show, like maybe you know I, I get rights issues, but you know you'd have to change the what he did at the at the maybe don't call him Doctor Destiny, but. The, they changed the whole story of the diner. Yeah. Mm. So it's you know, it's kind of nitpicky, but the episode was still a really good like horror episode. Like Larry would be scared. 
It had like lesbian sex in it. It had gay sex in it. It had murder. It all happened at a diner over some like cheese fruit. Yeah. Yeah. We get all that in an hour. And then some yeah. website said it's boring. Should I not be watching this at work? No, nah, you could work. Like it's it's they do it all the 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 potential NSFW stuff is done the same way a comic book would, which yeah. is another great thing about it, because it's like it's like the comic because they cover they censor it in creative ways, you know, where they would censor it in the inking in the comics. Here they do it with cutaways or lighting, you know, and it's like it's beautiful to watch, even though I know Jay, you hate censorship, but they're like those are the things they keep like the comics. <laughs> like those. that's not really censorship, right, Jay? That's just artistic. Like I thought you hate Jay. Right. Like, like they shoot the boobs and then there's like a, a square or something. No, but like if they put or a change. I, I don't like cha- I don't like changes. Like I mean it's like like with the Bruce Wayne's dick, how they airbrushed it out. Yeah. Uh, for that one, like that's what I don't like. Like the dick was there, and now it's not. Um, but if you know you've got your standards and practices, you know that you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I have well, a, we haven't a quick. Uh, Example. I think we showed like a bunch of examples last week where we were showing the pages <laughs> with the like boxes in weird places because like this this chick is wearing jeans. Why is there a box there? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. so you got the ass crack and shadow. Yeah. Yeah, like that's fine. Yeah. That's an artistic choice. I see it. It's like in shadow and his hand covers that one cheek that would you would see more light on. <laughs> right. So and then so that scene looks it pretty much identical on the show. It's just, you know, facing the other direction. But does that count as a Kirby hand because it's closed? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it you know, it does. And um, when you read Sandman, you can kind of see, like, just how um, Alex Ross and Mark Wade kind of paid homage to all the Kirby stuff in, like, Kingdom Come. Um, like, Neil Gaiman and all the artists that he worked with on Sandman do that at from point to from uh different points for sandman even though it's a, a book that's so different than your standard superhero fair it does pay a lot of like homage to to um to the uh, comics of like the golden age and silver age in fact like one of the sandmen from the silver age hector hall that's another change they did in the fucking cuz i guess he died on crisis on two earths or that other the was it crisis on multiple earths one of the 80s ones and he was a ghost trapped in a dreaming but he was manipulated by two nightmares and then his wife was trapped in the dreaming along with another character and that was one of the episodes that was supposed to be in this season of of 
of um Sandman and they totally changed that. Like they still call him Hector Hall, like everything. He's just not that Silver Age Sandman. And then they still have the Silver Age Sandman. They just made the little kid dream that he's the that Sandman, you know? And it's like that's a stupid change. Like it's retarded. Like you don't need to do that. You, you have the character there. You have the character there. You have Hector Hall there. And they say he's a ghost trapped in the dreaming to avoid going to where he needs to go, either heaven or hell. And then the wife is trapped in the dream, but she's trapped in the dream through her grief, and then she gets impregnated in the dream. And in the comic, it's it's that combined with the fact that there's two nightmares trying to create a dreaming of their own since Morpheus left or is missing. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is falling apart. We got to create our own dreaming and, and be masters of our own dreaming, Yeah. And that's what they were using. They're using that Sandman because he had dream powers. So they're using that energy. And, and he thinks he, the guy thinks he's still alive fighting crime, <laughs> but he's a ghost, superhero ghost trapped in the dream realm, you know? And since those demons created that dreaming and the chick got pregnant in that dreaming, though that all that sector is still Sandman's energy or Morpheus's energy. And so that kid is his. And he's like, you know, you're pregnant with my kid. And, you know, it's yours for now. Uh, I'm going to come get him one day. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, and that actually happens in the show, too. But it's just they do it in a way that, again, it's just easier to cram those two trade paperbacks into one season with the way they did it. And it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, Because it's it's like, you you don't have to do all that, you know. Like they didn't even they even did the Lucifer stuff and still didn't like do the stuff that the Lucifer show should have done. They didn't even get to any of that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm. those weird decisions. You know, who we haven't heard from about this is uh is Larry. And uh, I did record his take on it, Jay. If you could just hit that. You uh, know, I feel like it's one of those things where well. Let me just answer your question. Yeah. What I would rate it, I would rate the first episode of Sandman, I'd give it like 4.5 out of 5. Like, yeah, I was just like, I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, man, this feels like it's setting up something huge. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it feels like it's setting up something really huge. That was his rating, not the impressions. You're correct. I hit the wrong thing. First it's of all, it's interesting because I will say that even when it opened, yeah, like again, I only watched the first episode, but even with the opening, I was like, oh wow, like this doesn't feel like it's trying to talk down to yeah. people at all. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like it, it, it really felt like it was like, oh okay, like this is gonna make some people like there's like with the way they wrote the opening, yeah. I'm like, they're gonna lose like ten percent of the audience just right here, yeah, just because it's just like there's some people to be like what. The what are they talking about? You know, and I'm just like, and I'm not mad at it because I'm just like, no, but this is what Sandman is though. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, okay, so this feels good because it's like, they started off with like this whole like, like esoteric kind of like mo- opening monologue that people, and, and not necessarily even like showing you a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, cause some people, it's like music, right? Some people will ignore the words and just listen to the beat. Yeah. And that's what happens with some 
movies too where people might be saying something like Some highbrow yeah. right right highbrow but they're showing you images of something lowbrow Right, right. So that they don't lose you. You know what I'm saying? Where they're like, okay, you don't even have to listen to this if you don't want to. You can just, you know, nod your head to the beat. Yeah. You can just watch this violence. And if that, if you don't want to listen to these complicated words or whatever, you know, complicated words, you can ignore those and just watch this. And Sandman didn't do that. It was like, no, we're gonna like, we're gonna talk to you about this and about like something very abstract and how it relates to the world that you may know or, or believe you know, and you're gonna just have to listen or you can watch something else. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know? Look, I'm like, I'm in. What are you gonna say, y'all? I've never seen his hair like that. Why does he not do the show with like a full on mohawk? Like, like get that front thing going. I don't know, but that's how he has it. He just looks back. He he looked he looked kind of badass. He does like he, I always because we kind of have the same thing going on. I don't know if you can see it. But mine's a little shorter than his, but there was a time when it was longer, and I would uh, I would gel it up and I would cut his hair, and I'm like, Larry, you know we look like a tag team, like <laughs> we're gonna be tag team champions because yeah yeah we have similar body types and similar hair. It's like man, this is yeah, and it's not just. You know, bring it up like he's got yeah. like, this part has to like swoop forward like a yeah yeah and do that whole. Yeah. But look, you gotta <sighs> tell him. You gotta tell him that. Well, he's watching, so he heard it. Heck says those mohawks. Yeah, I'm gonna be disappointed if he's not on next week like that. <laughs> los mohawks, the califa. <laughs> that's more. That's more if we were a banda, and, and he'd probably save money on product, right? Because it's got to take a lot of product to like get it down the way he has it. Like, um, he doesn't use the stuff he uses is is fairly priced, and it, it's thick, and you get a good amount for a good price, so it's not too bad. But um, but that's just how he likes it, you know. <laughs> that's how he likes it. Um, but yeah, it, it, to to Larry's point, like that's how that's when you think of it that way. Like this show could go either way for a lot of people, and that that's kind of what the comic was too. You know, uh, I know a lot of people that couldn't get into it. You know, my my sister in law Liz, um, she fucking she read the first trade paperback. I think the first two, and she was just confused. Yeah, and then in the episode, she's like, I, I, "I'm still confused." <laughs> yeah, which is like that's the that's the thing where I'm like, "Man, they they could have made it like the comic, yeah," but yeah, they 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 had those weird changes. They did the the Corinthian, you know, that villain. They made him the villain of the first season, and it's like you didn't have to do that. Like, I mean, you have to if you're gonna like. You want to do the stuff that he does. The comic, all, all it does is give you non-sequitur stories of him killing people until it builds up to that one or two issues <laughs> where they actually fight him, you know? But he's not like... He's just trying to live amongst humans because he's, he's defied his purpose and his function. So he's actually doing his function in the waking world by being a serial killer. His function is to... 
uh, scare people into changing certain aspects of themselves in dreams, and he's a nightmare. So he that's his function. And in in the waking world, he's like, well, I gotta scare him. I'll kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, he becomes a serial killer. And I think he was like Jack the Ripper. So he like influenced people. He he basically created serial killers in that universe. Yeah. Osman, you excited to watch the rest of it? Um, that Constantine stuff. Like, I'm not looking forward to that. She's not but, in it. She's not in it enough for it to like even like. That's one of the things they could have changed it, like not make it Constantine in, <laughs> in the modern age, but use her in the in the dark age. Yeah. Yeah, but. I mean the the first episode, like Lauren said in that video, it it does feel like it's building up to something. It is is really well done. Uh, I don't remember enough about the the comic to like go into how it's different. Uh huh. But I do remember certain images, like the, the him going back into the dream world. I remember that image. Yeah, I I, I definitely remember, and I was like. Like it just like as soon as he started doing it, like wow, like I went back to to the comic. So I I thought it might be pretty close. I think, and you've confirmed that it actually is kind of close until you get to a couple because it's how many episodes is this? It's ten. It's ten. Ten. And yeah. it, you know the comic was what you said seventy five. Issue. Something like that. I I like saying seventy five because it, it it felt like a long time, but it's probably less than that. Probably yeah, like forty it, something. Either way, something something yeah. has to be condensed. Like that that that's just natural. That's just gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but I, I yeah I do I I will watch the whole thing yeah. as I have time. Yeah. It definitely, especially that that first episode. Like I understand people saying it's slow and boring but i would like it i would say it's um geez i don't want to say intelligent because it takes its time hobby it takes its time yeah yeah it's psychological i guess like the the first episode is just a complete mindfuck on that son yeah and and seeing how his relationship with his father like affects him all the way through his entire life. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I it's not it's good. I'm enjoying it. Uh I can see why people think it's it's kind of slow, but it, you sometimes you need to just take time and let stuff breathe. You yeah. Know? Like a fine wine. Yeah, just just yeah. just chill out and uh and enjoy it. Not everything has to be stab stab, you know, chasing uh huge CGI. Yeah. Thing. Um, how'd you like the special effects in this? Honestly, there were uh, <laughs> there were moments that were not great, but it, they built like a whole world. At one point, yeah. 
Um, for a a next for a Netflix show, they're fine. I have no yeah. problem. If this was if this if they did that in in a, in a movie, I'd be a little bit more critical. But it's it's on Netflix. Like he, I don't. If you've already got the subscription, it, then technically it's free. Like you're not paying anything extra. If you signed up for it specifically for the show, well, there's plenty of the stuff you're gonna enjoy. Like it's not. You're not paying a lot. Is my point and. The effects don't have to be mind-blowingly amazing. Having said that, they're still pretty good. You know, they're 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 above average when you're you're creating a whole nother world. You know, it's not just a, a like a an animal or person or, or us. You know, yeah. It the, the, like there's two there's one point where there's two characters that are real and everything else, the whole world around them is CGI. Yeah, and that's a lot. Yeah, and to do that for for a TV show, and I don't know how often they do that in the ten episodes, but as far as the the first episode, I mean that that that's a lot to do. So I can understand why most of the rest of the episode, I I don't even know, I don't know. If, if there's CGI, I didn't see it, but like the time of him in the cage, like that felt like that was mostly all. Like a, just a set where the dude just sat there naked. And if there's CGI there, then then good job because I didn't really see it. Jay, you say you like the 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 special effects that you saw in episode two, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there was one in particular uh, after the Corinthian gets blasted by Constantine's. Uh, amulet of protection mm-hmm. that I thought was really good. Like when he's like re- reforming, yeah, like starts with like the bone and muscle, yeah, and like the skin comes on top of it. Like I just thought that looked really good. There's a scene where one of the characters that you get to see later, Rose, she goes into a nightmare, and it's a dude that's a crossdresser. So he takes off his like female clothes and it's like the dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he takes off that and it's just his like stringy muscle, like hellraisery, skinless face <laughs> just talking to her. And it looked <laughs> I don't know if it's CGI like or practical. That's how good it looked, you know? I, I think it was CGI just because it wasn't like red, like the coloring was a little off, but I don't care about that. It like the the lack of of red coloring made it creepier, you know, because you could mm-hmm. see it moving and talking clearer. Um, so there's there's some good shit in it. There's definitely um, I know there was also a lot of like, they, they the people were mad at the casting ahead of time. Like they hated that death was black. They made they Ooh, death was black. Yeah. Is she still fly as fuck? Yeah. Yeah. She 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 the thing is I'm spoiled by the audio uh drama, the Sandman on, on Audible on Amazon. I own that, but I haven't listened to it yet. So Death is uh, voiced by Kat Dennings. And Ooh, nice. And when you read the comics, like that's what she sounds like. But this new uh death actually says the lines verbatim like that episode with death is like verbatim shot for shot like the comic 
like I literally like I I narrated. I'm sure it was annoying to Emily. <laughs> she rolled her eyes lovingly at me during it. I'm sure because I just narrate everything that would happen, you know, and it just it happened. And it, yeah, in other episodes, I'm like that's not supposed to happen like that. But with that one, it would it would just happen. And it, you know that's a one issue with death. So in the series, it's half of the issue, and then the other one is the other standalone issue with Hob Gadling. So they they put those two issues into one episode, and they were both almost like identical <laughs> to those issues in the comics. So those two are my favorite. I think that that the one with death is uh, either the third or the fourth one, and that that was my favorite episode. That was literally like watching. Um, uh, yeah, that's her. Yes, and she's really cute. But the thing is, she ca- she's dressed exactly the same. She just doesn't have pale skin. She doesn't and... have the little thing on her. No, no. no that's the what you call it. Huh? That's her out of costume. I have one. Yeah. But she doesn't have it in the show either, right? I, no. I... But in that issue of the comics, she doesn't have it. When she right. joins, when <laughs> it, it, it's later in the comics where she actually puts on that mascara. Yeah, like, well, see, now I have a problem with the casting because I, I wish Cat Dennings was <laughs> death. Um, but they'd have to like CGI reduce her chest. Probably. Yeah, I don't think they would have bothered with it. But I, I honestly, the voice for, if if they would have put Cat Dennings' voice on her, it would have been ideal. Like, but the voice is fine. The at the attitude that. The lines, how how she delivered Death's lines were perfect. Uh, she her attitude wasn't as bubbly as Death comes off as. Like she's more happy to see people, and but she was like, she had a comforting effect to her, um, which which actually visually is great because the way she talks. To, to dream and talks to the people that she's taking away from the living. Um, she has a comforting quality to her voice and attitude with everything. Like it's more when she takes people away, it's more like a compassion thing. And that, that's one of the episodes where I did, I did cry too, because you know, it's like death is, is a weird thing that we have to deal with in life. And, and, you know, if something like if our loved ones or the people we care about that we lose get to feel that as their last thing, it's kind of comforting. And in the reading the comic, you get that as a concept. Seeing that episode, you can kind of feel it, you know. And and it was very heartwarming and very uh, impactful. <laughs> it gave me an emotion, emotional reaction. I'm, I'm having a little emotional reaction right now because I have my my picture of. Uh, my dog Harley with the <laughs> always nearby. <laughs> uh, Heck Heck says, is that death? Don't look goth enough. Yeah, it a lot I mean, of the goth. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, like I don't know. She might not have the hair for goth. No, but there's a whole movement. Um it was big, I want to say maybe about four years ago on Instagram of uh, uh, black goth people. Um, there's a lot. And they, um, 
the hair was more wasn't like when you say like I don't think she has the hair for goth like the 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 hair they they wore more natural than what she does <laughs> you know so it, it, they they kind of modified it and it, it looks cool but to overcompensate not having the hair for goth they exaggerated the clothes a lot so in, in seeing those type of people and models in the past for me seeing her as goth is is kind of adequate yeah. Dude, I just so this up. is a random black goth girl. Uh huh. I, I just I type black goth into Google, kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a big move. There was I, I don't know how big it is now, but about four or five years ago, there was a hex says look at look at the, the hair was wild. Hey, look. You ever have to deal with curly hair, man? Curly hair is wild as fuck. <laughs> it's more uncontrollable than like. Whereas uh, Death would have to use a lot of Aquanet and stuff to make her hair un unruly. I, I think a, a, a black girl would just not sleep with a silk wrap and have her hair unruly. You know, dude. I think I found the chick that should have played Death. Let's see. Is it Cat Dennings? <laughs> in blackface? No, she she's blacker than Cat Dennings. <laughs> okay, yeah, she could have been dead. She looks like she would sound like Cat Dennings too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But um, the performance for Death was 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 really good, as I stated before. A lot of um, there was a lot to much ado about. Oh, geez, I'm not a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot to uh, like. You know, they even with uh, Desire, like they're mad that it was a, a non-binary person, and it's like. Desire was non-binary in the comic. Like, if you didn't get a non-binary person, like, you wouldn't be making like the comic, yeah. But it's just you know, Desire appears to you how, what, to what you like, yeah. Hey, so I think everyone is technically blacker than Cat Dennings. <laughs> That's the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think it's time to rate Sandman. Like, Jay, what would you rate your random viewing of episode two? I I really enjoyed it. I would give it a four. Like, like I said, I enjoyed the story, the pacing, the characters. Like, wasn't a huge fan of Kane and Abel, mm -hmm. even though Abel's uh, pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Like when he thanked him for put, making his grave shallow. <laughs> like that, that was pretty funny. And Goldie, you know how I am with religious iconography and stuff. Yeah. But uh, other that, than like, I, I thought it was really good. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would subscribe to Netflix just for this show, but if I had Netflix, I would definitely watch it. Okay. 
Oz, what would you uh, rate this? The actor, actress, the uh, playing uh, Desire. Uh huh. Should have been Delirium. Why? It just looks more like the uh, the comic Delirium. Always short hair. I and I haven't seen the. I haven't looked up that that the person playing Delirium in the show. I don't know. Maybe they look more like Delirium, but the Delirium yeah, doesn't like come out. Lady Gaga look. Yeah, the, I don't. I don't know what I'm looking at. Delirium doesn't even come out in the show. Oh well, then yeah, yeah this person. Well, I guess then they wouldn't hire this person. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, rem- I don't know if you remember in the comics when they had the whole council with the whole family talking about destruction not being where he needs to be. Like it was a whole conversation, like a family dinner type thing, with destiny and delirium, and they didn't do that in the show at all. I remember delirium driving delirium driving a car and speeding. Yeah, pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's Ooh. that's later. That's like issue thirty something. Yeah. Okay. Um. We're rate, we're rating it. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, having only seen the first episode. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. I think if I got further in, I know that Constantine's Constantine stuff is going to bug me. Yeah. I knock it down to like a, a somewhere between four and four and a half, but because I haven't gotten there and I could be completely wrong uh, for the first episode, I'm going to say it's five. Definitely worth watching. I don't know if I would get Netflix just for this. But let's face it, you got Netflix for Stranger Things anyway, so might as well <laughs> watch it while you got the month. As for Larry, you saw his rating earlier, and that's uh, that is part of a longer conversation that I edited down to play during this. So if you hit like, subscribe, hit the bell, uh, you're going to get the full uh, conversation later on this week and he did a paper girls one but for some reason my camera didn't record it so luckily i was like this is getting good let me check the camera and i realized it wasn't recording (laughs) 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 we got to that but um yeah as for me i give it a five as well like I i hate the changes but it's still a solid show and the changes were made for logistical purposes I would have much rather liked to see it how it was, but it would have been a 18 episode series where I would have probably complained. You know, I, I could have done it in 13. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as far as changing story is the part that I don't like, but you know, we got what we got, and you know, the Lucifer stuff's good. I mean, they showed at the very end they showed Azazel. And Azazel has a very distinct look in the comic. And seeing it in live, I was like, oh, man. I, I, I was cur- That's one of the things I was curious how they would show in it. And, uh, uh, you know, live action, how would that work? And they made it simple. They just made it look exactly like the comic. <laughs> yeah. So it, it worked. And then... Um, yeah, aside from all that, man, like I didn't like it's the, I didn't like the Corinthian being the villain of the season, but it worked. 
it still gave it still made the show a five out of five for me. Yeah, and that's it. Let me play this uh, comic review music, and we'll get into the Superman uh, Space Age. Fuck you, Larry. Oh, sorry, wrong button. <laughs> Review, uh, like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Um, you know, when I talked to Larry and recorded him, he he did. We did go uh, on a big tangent on Paper Girls because he missed that uh, review last week too, and uh, that's the one that didn't get recorded. But that's one of the things that. I liked about Paper Girls, but I wish they would have done better. There was a character, Larry, and they were yelling at him all the time. Not one person had a really good fuck you, Larry, or Larry, you fuckhead, or anything like that, that we can use. You know? That's the one criticism I would do for uh, <laughs> for Paper Girls. It's like, not enough people shit on Larry. <laughs> I was like, I'm over here with the tape recorder trying to get audio people talking shit to Larry and uh, Larry, Larry's doing Larry and they're like, oh, Larry. Like, I don't need that. I need tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Superman Space Age, it is a book by a, I believe it's Mark Russell, uh, written by Mark Russell and drawn by Mike Allred, colored by Linda Allred. I don't know who the letter is. And uh, this book had me um, like I, I, I wanted to read it as soon as I just saw the cover because it's Mike Allred <laughs> doing a Superman book, you know. And when you talk about how, like, with uh, Oz, how you brought up with Sandman's hand, like, oh, is this is that a Kirby hand technically? And and that's kind of what Allred does too. Like he, he brings in little Kirbyisms, little you know, the old style of comics in the modern age with his art style. I know it's not for everyone, but I love that. And Superman Space Age is a book that takes place in early in Superman's career. Uh, this book itself is more about him deciding to save the world. Uh, and and people telling him, like, eh, you know, you kind of you, you got to figure out what saving the world means, you know? And there, it's in the 60s, so right after Kennedy's assassination, the world's going into the Cold War, there's a lot of uh, missile crises and uh, false alarms of nuclear war, and he's still, like, just being a reporter trying to figure out humanity and eventually uh, donning the costume and saving the world. But it, it this book, really, the, the concept of it is really what does it mean to save the world, you know? And uh, it's more like, I think, uh, I forgot who said it in the book where they say, uh, it's not about saving the world. It's about making it survive itself, you know? <laughs> and, and this book's full with these little lines of, of concepts of what it means to be a hero and, and things like that. And inadvertently gives you an origin for the Justice League as well. Uh, you guys both read this, right? I yeah. read the beginning Okay. There it's only in the first issue, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So what was you guys, uh, Jay, man, give me your, your little impressions on this book. How far did you get into it? Um, basically, the word Clark was whining about, he wants to be big and save the world. Okay. And Jonathan was like, you know, I murdered a baby once. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of sitting on the porch talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's uh, it. yeah. I, I like baby murder, but <laughs> I don't know. It's like I guess I don't care that much about Jonathan Kent. Uh huh. So I mean, it's it's awesome he killed a baby, but <laughs> I kind of don't care too because of Tim. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I would have had to read more. In order for that to be a little more impactful. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the guy that raised Superman. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like you see the effect that that had on him. If you read that, I guess in the moment you see that, that he's like, you know, I thought I was saving the world and I ended up murdering a kid, you know? Um, excuse me a second. I got bit by a mosquito on my ankle. But, um, but yeah, it, it does go a little further. And uh, Jay, if I may ask, why did you only read up to that point? Are you just done with it or timing or? Uh, mostly timing. Uh-huh. I'll be honest, I've had like the shittiest past couple weeks. Uh-huh. And so I haven't been able to dedicate the time and resources I would normally would to prepare for the show. Okay. Um, that's why I only had the issue uh, episode two of Sandman. Like I would have right. watched more, but man, this month has been kicking my ass. Yeah. No, I mean it's understandable, man, and, and it's fair. Um, I know I read up to that exact point that you did, and I stopped myself. That's why I was curious. Uh, I actually well, part of it I- too is normally I would just buy the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, like normally, I buy the books we review, uh, and I don't use review copies. Uh-huh. And I've gotten spoiled to the fact to the point where the review copies are just not annoying. Well, yeah, they're they're kind of annoying. Yeah. Like yeah. the sites are the copies are always like kind of sketchy and. Uh, sketchy and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, slow loading, sketchy. And it was like, I'm reading it, and I, I wasn't at work when I was reading this, in case anyone's from work is watching. Um, <laughs> it was totally not at work when I was reading this. And I, uh, yeah, I'm just like going through it, and it's like, Man, this is dull. Dead baby's awesome. The page keeps moving because that's how the fucking thing loads up. And I just can't anymore. Like, yeah. Normally I would have just popped down to 10 bucks and just went through it, but I couldn't do that this month. 
and that's the weird thing with this book because it's 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 something like what 70 pages or something like it's a it's a long book and i i got there and i'm like reading it and i'm enjoying what i'm reading but i'm getting sleepy <laughs> and at that point, i just i just put my tablet down and took a nap for about a half hour and then woke up and, and finished it um <clears throat> but it does get it is an interesting book when you think about like what the U.S. was like during that time of the '60s and civil rights and stuff, and how superheroes would deal with that, you know. And you know, Superman being a, a journalist and is in his alter ego life and all that. How would that come into play? And and it kind of shows you that. Oz, man, give me a little bit of your impression of the book. I hated it. Uh, even though it sounds like I got further along the book than than you guys, like uh, I got to the point where it actually shows up at the Daily Planet. I think I don't know. Lois Lane was at the Daily Planet. That story with Jonathan Kent, I feel like I've heard it before. The whole uh-huh. cigarette story. Like it, as I was reading it, it sounded familiar, and at that point, I thought I was actually reading like a reprint of a of a sixties or seventies comic, which would have made it better because the art was really bugging me. It felt like that 60, 70 styles. It may, maybe that's what they're going for, but if it's a modern comic, uh, like it, and that's just Mike Allred's style. Like he draws in the 60s style. Yeah, I, I just wasn't yeah. I, I just wasn't getting into it. And like I don't know, I'm, I'm sitting there like I don't care about Jonathan Kent. Why is he telling me a story? Yeah. You know, it's just like it's Superman Space Age. I thought like it starts off interesting where something's happening where the fortress of solitude is like falling apart. And instead of, you know, taking his family out of danger, Superman and his family are just kind of like sitting uh-huh. in the living room in the middle of the fortress as it falls apart around them. So it, it starts off. Interesting the kid, the kid's like, dad, is it going to be okay? And he's like, you know what? It's not. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like, if that was just weird because it's the fortress falling apart for some yeah. reason. It felt like he initiated it too. Well, but like he could just like leave, right? Unless it's the planet, but they don't tell you anything. It, like it goes back into this is like, this is where you fucked up and not read. If you would have read two or three more pages, uh, while he's uh doing being a a, a journalist, he's interviewing these certain people and he comes along pariah and pariah tells him hey your world has like 20 years time limit on it like you guys are gonna die i watched it happen all over and it's gonna happen to you you know well they shouldn't have bored me up to that point (laughs) it's, it's a it's like a 75 page book so you're literally just if it would have been a 22-page book, you're like, oh, they breezed it by that too fast. You know what I mean? Like, because they're trying to give you, specifically in this in this out-of-continuity story, they're giving you Superman's background, like how he was raised. And they can't show you his entire life, so they give you a moment in time where Jonathan Kent made an impression on him on how he's going to decide to save I mean, they people. can't yeah. show me his entire life, but it felt like they did. 
<laughs> part of the problem, like, um, yeah, man, I just I, I think I'm done with Superman origin stories. Like, the same thing with like like Batman. I'm, I get it. Gunshot, uh-huh. pearls falling on the floor, located crying. Like, it, I don't know. I I just I just couldn't stick with it. And yeah. then they start like it. It's it's an origin book. And it just like I, I I was done. I I didn't I didn't make it to the page where stuff happens apparently. Yeah, yeah. And you know this is why I I go back to my old adage of. Let's see where is this? Uh, Fuck you, Larry. Because Larry's not here, and if Larry would have read this book, we could have had a, a real discussion with somebody that actually finished it. Um. And because this is like the the Marvel's um, what is it uh, life story books, and those are great. And I feel like this one is better than anything Marvel's done with those life story books. And it, it's because of that because they give you a even though it's a seventy five page thing that you guys felt either dragged too long at the beginning or whatever, it literally gave you a fast forwarded. Uh, take on the justice league and how they're fighting things that yeah it's a superman or justice league origin story but you don't see it like this this is like dealing with your civil rights movement your kennedy's assassination your uh it's your fucking cold war and missile crisis you know and that is what makes it interesting because it's not, you know, you don't get that. You don't get that when you read fucking 60s. You know, if you do, you get like a weird Russian looking superhero dude that's like analogous to uh, uh, a madman with the finger on the button, you know. But here it's like they're trying to deal with this shit. And, you know, but you guys didn't even get there. So, uh I'll take it like you guys just give it a two, and uh, I give it a four. And, Too generous. Uh, yeah. I'll, like, I'll give I, it a three I, for I, the I, babies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, like as excited about the dead babies. So, yeah, like I, I really I want to give it a one. Like what what you're talking about makes me want to up it to two because i didn't get there right like but ultimately no i like if if i just read it um and i couldn't i guess i got about what halfway through if it's 75 no. Pages, I got no you got like five you got like five pages no 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 i got i got past the dead baby um, right i got to superman's an adult and lois lane is reporting on the assassination even though she was uh, reporting, like she was the fluff reporter, I guess. I think I got like thirty pages in. I'm gonna say I got halfway through. Where is this? Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Okay, this I'll tell is you the exact page. page. It's a page of like Lois Lane in in the Daily Planet. And I I didn't even read the page. I just saw the page and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like now, now he's gonna meet Lois Lane. They're gonna fall in love. I'm done. I get it. 
but yeah, I just I got I, like twenty pages, but it's still okay, a third. So it's still a, a fourth of the book. I got a regular issue in. Like a standard comic <laughs> issue. This book isn't written like this book is written more like Watchmen than it is a regular book. And that's part of the point of like you're not getting the that type of story anymore. I, in I know, I know you think you're complimenting it by saying that, but you're not. I no, no, I'm explaining to you why, like the literally like, you read a fourth of the book, like it's proportionate to what you would normally like. You feel you read a full book. But you didn't get a full arc of anything. You got a fourth of the arc. So you only read a fourth. If it was a 22-page book, you read in eight pages. You know, you didn't read a full arc. You didn't read a full mini arc of, of a cycle of a storytelling in the, in, the, in the regular comic book. I pushed myself to even get to that point. Uh, again, yeah, that that's do whatever. Like, oh, I got sleepy. I got this. Yeah, I did it, too. But I finished the book, cause cause this is what we're here to do. You know. So you finished it? I thought you got to the dead baby part. No, I took a nap. I then I, I woke up and okay. picked it up and finished it. I finished it like at six twelve, cause I'm like, we need to talk about this. I need to finish it. You know. Like, we read bad shit all the time. We watch bad shit all the time, and we finish it because. We talk about bad shit too, not just good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pushing it. Yeah, guess what? You're gonna have to suffer to read a fucking comic. You know? You're gonna suffer to review a fucking comic. Because when's the last time you suggested a fucking comic to read? You guys hate all my suggestions. <laughs> so what? You hate my suggestion today, but we're having a conversation about it. We can hate your fucking suggestions, and we're going to give it a two out of five at the end. But guess what? I'm going to fucking read it. All right? I'm not going to do this bullshit about reading a fourth and try to make a judgment on it on a fourth. And guess what? When I do do that, I make it a funny bit about only reading a fucking fourth of it. All right? So now I'm over here trying to have to yell at you on the fucking air about you not reading a fucking comic just to make this conversation a little bit more exciting to the fucking two audience members we got right now. Yeah, that's right? funny. I give it a five out of five. Two, two. Is that is that accurate? Two, two? Two. I'll two, go with two. J two. I'll give I'm you gonna go three. All right. Three. Three because of the dead baby. Three. Three dead baby. Dead baby. Yeah. And then with that, we're gonna do a tight 145. <laughs> Because there's no need for me to stretch it out for another 18 fucking minutes. Give me some fucking final thoughts, Oz. I'll lower it for you. So, uh, apparently, this empty can is selling for like 10 bucks on eBay. <laughs> so, I may actually make money off yeah. this. If you put more effort into reading comics and drinking shit beer, it would have been a better show. It's Iron Maiden. Oh, nice. Build it up. Yeah, yeah, but listen to the fucking Maiden album. <laughs> That's the better. Like, Maiden beer ain't shit. Jay, give me some final thoughts. Seriously, fuck this month. Um, Yeah, fuck, fuck this month. This month it's just fucking sucks. It's almost over, man. It's almost over. But, you know, 
I love you, Jay. <laughs> and I, I love you, you too, man. Yeah. You try to put in effort, so though me yelling at Oz, I yelled at Oz. Yelled at you a little bit through Oz, but you know <laughs> I understand. You know we talked before the show. I you know you're going through shit, uh, and uh, yeah. As for the rest of us, hit like and subscribe. I mean, look, why would you subscribe for a half-assed review of a fucking comic that was promoted ahead of time? But if it's kind of your thing, then uh, we'll be here next fucking week. Go ahead, Jay. Get us out of here. All right.